Hey there, welcome to the Metro Minute, where if you're looking for the best practices in public schools, you're in the right place. Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Metro Minute podcast. Today's topic is the Bill of Rights in the Schoolhouse. Free speech, search and seizure, due process, what does it all mean? Well, we have with us today, Mr. Bob Schindler, one of our local celebrity attorneys from Miller Johnson. <laughs> and uh, Bob, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. Well, uh, I, I have had so many opportunities to watch you give presentations and uh, full disclosure. Uh, when I was working in the industry, dealing with some sticky student and staff issues, <laughs> I remember calling you on the phone. I remember that well myself. <laughs> and helping you lead me through them. But some of our listeners may not have all this background. So if you could, give us some of your background. What led you to a focus on school law? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, so as you mentioned, Bob Schindler, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an attorney at Miller Johnson. Uh, I've been working as a school law attorney for about 15 years now. Before that, I was actually a, a secondary social studies teacher. I taught history and political science. I was a history major, poli-sci minor as an undergrad and, and, and taught for a few years, coached, um, and you know, decided to, to make a little bit of a career path and change and, and went to law school and went to law school not knowing that there were actually lawyers who got to do what I do every day, which is advising schools. Um, sort of learned about that while I was in law school and began clerking and and fell in love with the work. Uh, it just made so much sense to me, having been a teacher and now getting the chance to, to do the legal work on the other side as well. Um, and and like I said, it's been it's it's been 15 years now, and I and I enjoy working with school districts and school administrators every day. Well, and, and you do a great job with that, and. And I'll just say for the listeners, I think, you know, if you're in the industry that Bob is so active in giving his time uh, at the different conferences and to county groups and uh, sending out his five minute messages from Miller Johnson uh, <laughs> to give us the latest insights in the school legal community. Uh, but back to Bill of Rights in the schoolhouse, right? Huge topic. I mean, if we go through. First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, on and on, uh, speech, religion, guns, uh, search and seizure, investigations, due process, all of that. And I know we can't get to it all in a short podcast episode, um, but do you see any current trends? I mean, what's happening out there right now that would be good for the listeners to hear about? Yeah. So when, when you really, when you look at school constitutional law, it's interesting. There are a few trends that you see. One is you didn't really see any constitutional law cases until the 1960s. All of a sudden we began thinking, wait a minute, maybe this Bill of Rights thing applies in schools too. Um, and then the trend that you notice, again, maybe it's the history teacher in me, right? It seems like every 20 years we have some upheaval and we have cases. We have them in the 60s, we have them in the 80s, we have them in the 2000s. And now we're in another another time where we're beginning to see a lot more of those cases um, right now. And we're actually a little ahead of the curve, I think probably because our, our, our politics and our times are so tumultuous and, and whatever. Um, and so, you know, just in the last two years, for example, there have been two really major Supreme Court cases dealing with speech. Um, with students, one one last year with students, one this year with teachers, and even that the teacher one talks more about 
First Amendment as, as a whole, meaning freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, establishment clause, it kind of deals with all of it. Uh, and so that's really a trend. We're, we're in one of those times where we are seeing a lot of activity um, in, in the Supreme Court and in litigation relative to, to the Bill of Rights. So you must be referring to, let's see if I've attended your seminars properly, maybe a cheerleader case uh -huh. uh, with the student and the, uh, the football coach uh, prayer on the field case with the staff member. That's right. That's right. Uh, BL versus Manoy is our cheerleader case, which happens last summer. And then this summer we had Kennedy versus Bremerton, uh, which was the, the the coach who was kneeling and praying on 50 yard line. Right. And and not to give away what you'll be talking about on December 7th at the Metro Bureau seminar, but I believe and correct me in both instances, the court ruled in favor of the student of the and, individual. and yeah. in the individual. Thank you right. for, for clarifying that. So both instances, one student, one staff courts ruled or the final court ruled in favor of the individual. Yeah, and and but what's what's good, and and this, we see this a lot in in the constitutional law um, cases that come out of the Supreme Court, right? Even when they find for the individual, it's always a help for us because it gives us an understanding of what the parameters, what what the, what the boundaries are for us, right? Going all the way back to Tinker versus Des Moines, sort of the very first student speech case. They find for the individuals in that case, the Supreme Court does. But in there, they give us the basic boundaries that we're still applying in BL versus Minoy when we're talking about the cheerleader case and we're talking about social media and, you know, a whole different world uh, 60 years later. But yet we're applying really the same sort of principles that we were looking at in the 1960s. Well, and you just led into what I hope to be the next question, and that is, um, there's a difference, right? Like my rights, let's say if I'm a staff member, my rights just at, as private citizen outside the schoolhouse may be different than my freedom of speech as an employee in the schoolhouse. Yeah. Right. And then maybe the same for the students. Yeah. There's freedom of speech, but there's some limits. For sure. Yeah. Um, and again, this, uh, this really goes all the way back to, um, uh, Tinker versus Des Moines, and we see this as a thread throughout a lot of the Bill of Rights cases. And, and the famous quote that comes out of Tinker versus Des Moines is that neither teachers nor students shed their constitutional rights at the schoolhouse gate, right? So they talk about the fact that just because you're walking into the school, you don't give away all your constitutional rights. But they also say, we have to look at those constitutional rights in the, the particularized, very special environment that a school is. And so whether we're talking about First Amendment rights, whether we're talking about Second Amendment rights, you know, Fourth Amendment search and seizure rights, all of these, uh, th th these rights that come in the Bill of, uh, Bill of Rights apply in some context in the school world, but the court has recognized throughout that, hey, look, uh, while the schools are a governmental zone, they're not a free speech zone. They're not, you know, they have a, a special role and a special job. And when we look at those rights, we have to apply them within that special environment. And so, so yeah, while students um, have, have, have free speech, they can't disrupt the school environment with that speech. While teachers 
um, and, and staff members have First Amendment rights that may be very much limited when they're acting in their roles or in other capacities. So, uh, and it's different. Right, right. The, the rules for a teacher is different than the rules for a student because a teacher, when when they're there, they are they are the government, right? <laughs> they're an arm of the state, and so not only do they have their rights, but they can offend the rights of others, right? If a, if a teacher is shutting down somebody else's free speech rights, it's a student, then now they're the government acting on behalf of the government. So there's a think about in these scenarios, and we're gonna hopefully go through all of them on December seventh. <laughs> so I'm going to put you on the spot, Bob. I did not prep you for this, everyone, just so you know. But any examples, like could it be a, wearing a political button uh, that could be allowed outside of school for a teacher but not in school or a, a rainbow uh, shirt? Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Are there any quick examples you could give? Oh, sure. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, and, and yes, you're right. Political T-shirts, political buttons. Um, I've, I've gotten that phone call a lot about, about you know, uh, rainbow flags on the, on the classroom walls or um, different types of what, are, what many would consider political messages, whether that's, you know, a Black Lives Matter poster or right. a thin blue line flag or, you know, those sorts of things. Um, and so what we what we see in the case law is that when a teacher and and there isn't uh, a lot of these cases uh, from the Supreme Court, but we there are cases from the Supreme Court that give us guidance and we have other cases. But when a teacher is teaching, um, they're not exercising their free speech. Uh, they're doing a job. Right. They are um, they're representing the school district and they're they're acting in the role of the government. And so really their speech is government speech. And in that sense, the school as the employer has the right to sort of define what speech is acceptable and what speech isn't. Interesting. So it could vary from district to district, community to community. Right. Right. Because because, again, the speech is the government speech and the government, uh, the First Amendment in terms of the, the the rules don't necessarily apply the same way to the government. And the and and so one one district might say, yeah, you know what? We want to encourage you to support students. And if you want to have rainbow flags and if you want to have Black Lives Matter posters on your wall, um, we're OK with it. Another one might say, look, we don't really want to walk in that controversy. We don't want to. We want to focus on the academics. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Uh, you know, topic specific, and move forward. And and that's their rights. You know, as the as the local school district within their community to make a determination as to how they want to to conduct their business. All right. So it could be different in Oak Park, Michigan, compared to um, Gaylord, Michigan. That's right. Right. Okay. Or. Um, it, it might be different in Oak Park versus, you know, right next door in Ferndale, um, right. you know, be, because um, those local communities can make decisions for, for their local district. Makes sense. So, you know, back to the topic of the seminar on December 7th, Bill of Rights in the Schoolhouse, and we've hit on speech and um, difference between students and staff in the schoolhouse, out of the schoolhouse, and we can't cover everything, right, in a short <laughs> podcast, but um, it, anything you could do to give listeners a quick overview of maybe some of the topics you might be hitting on on yeah. December 7th? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, so my intent, right, is as I want to walk through the Bill of Rights, starting with the first, you know, Amendment one, and then really focus on the ones that matter uh, to us. But we're going to hit on all of it. So we're going to talk about, you know, First Amendment rights, free speech. The First Amendment contains a lot, right? There's free speech, freedom of religion. There's the Establishment Clause. We'll talk about all of that. Uh, Second Amendment, you know, can can you open carry? Can you concealed carry on school property in a school building? What does that look like? What are the rights and limitations? We'll talk about the Fourth Amendment when it comes to things like search and seizure, uh, due process. Um, what does due process mean and what does it look like for students? What does it look like for employees? We'll talk about the Fifth Amendment. We'll talk, you know, about uh, the, the right to remain silent. If you have an employee or a student who's charged with a crime and you're trying to do an investigation and they're saying, my lawyer said, don't talk to you. Uh, you know, what, what does that mean for us as a school district, as an employer or as the, the one who has to make a decision on what the student is going to do in school? Um, so we're going to we're going to walk through that and, and, and get into it. Uh, maybe even we'll talk about uh, cruel and unusual punishment and and, and corporal oh. punishment and the like. Well, so. Eighth Amendment. Yeah. OK, well, um, so once again, for listeners, uh, Metro Bureau Seminar, December 7th. Uh, the Bill of Rights in the Schoolhouse that will be taking place at the Royal Oak Schools Administration Building. Uh, registration at 8.30 a.m. The program begins at 9 a.m. Um, Bob, any final words as we close things out? No, I'm just really excited for the seminar. Right? I, as, as a former history teacher and, a, and, a, and someone who loves constitutional law, that's probably my, kind of my favorite part of, of, of my job. Um, I get to sort of nerd out here a little bit and have some fun talking about about this and applying it to the real life. So um, I'm always, always love talking to the Metro Bureau. It's always a good group. And, I, and this is a, a favorite topic of mine. So I, I'm excited. Well, well, thank you. And thanks for uh, being a part of our podcast. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, take the opportunity and get registered and come out for this seminar. Um, you know, the more we learn, the more effective we can do our jobs. Uh, we may not need to call folks like Bob Schindler so often. Uh, no, no, no. Come on. Don't say that. <laughs> the more informed we are on these important topics and the better we can take care of our students and staff at the same time. So to everyone listening, if you want to hear more on this very interesting topic, make sure to sign up for our seminar on December 7th. That information uh, can be found on the Metro Bureau website at www.metrobureau.org. On behalf of the Metro Bureau, once again, thank you to Mr. Schindler. And to everyone, please reach out to us if we can provide support for your important work in education. And as always, thanks for tuning in to the Metro Minute Podcast. Thanks so much for learning with us on the Metro Minute. This cast is powered by K-12 Media, always keeping schools communicating with their communities. By the way, we'd love to see your comments or questions on this cast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button so you're always notified of our up-and-coming episodes. Don't forget to visit our website at metrobureau.org if you're looking for anything in public education in southeastern Michigan. We're so excited to see you next time for the Metro Minute.